All right, Rabbi say good morning. My apologies, my apologies for the delay. I'll record, I'll record Mishnah Bura. I'm mean, sorry, Mishnah Bura, Masilas Yisharim. Uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit later on this morning. But say, let's begin with the daf. We have an incredibly beautiful and magnificent daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking our sponsor, our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan, Yanki and Eliza Statman, and Yitzi and Rebecca Statman in commission of the first yard site of their sister Menucha Shendel Yehudis Yechonah Lebracha Bastavid Yosef Shmuel Rabin Karabkin for dedicating the Shi'urim this month in commission of the twenty-fifth yard site of Rabin's mother, Melanie Solomon. Pesa Mira Bas Chaim Zichron of the Bracha, our week of learning sponsors, Zevi and Shoshi Daniel, the Ilu Nishmas, Rafael Yaakov Ben Avram, Zichron of the Bracha, and our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Maish and Devorah Wordersheim, for in honor of Richard Noodleman for his chesed. He knows what it's about. Good, fantastic, excellent. Well, so that, let us begin. A uh, beautiful daf ahead of us today, a lot to do today. Today's daf is daf yud. Daf yud. And we are picking up, I will say, on the bottom of Tess Amud Beis. Let's pick up two, four, six, eight lines up from the bottom. We actually got a little bit further, but let's pick up here. Maskefla Rabbi Mani. So we'll say yesterday we saw the dramatic story of Shimon Atzadik, who would never go ahead and eat the Asham Tame. Right? If it's if a Nazir had become Tame and he brought, and then he had to restart his Nazirus. So Shimon HaTzadik would never go ahead and consume such an Asham. So Raimani says, why not? In other words, why, why, an asham, why not an Asham Tameh? So the Gemara says, Because such an Asham is brought for a sin. And apparently, again, Shimon HaTzadik didn't want to consume a carbon that was brought for a sin. I says the Gemara, well, that's kind of what an Asham is. If that's the case, then why is Shimon HaTzadik focusing on the Asham of a Nazir? Asham in general comes because of a chait, so he shouldn't consume any asham. Here is the reason of Shimon HaTzadik. I will say I read this quickly yesterday, so let's just read it again. Kishahin Toin Nozrin. This is an incredible yisod. When would a person become a Nazir? When he was going through a rough patch in life. Again, something's going on that requires him to take dramatic action. I will say sometimes the Ramam writes this in Hilchos Deus. The sometimes when a person is struggling with something, the way to affect change is to move your life to an extreme. And then the idea is, now it's never good to live in extremes, but sometimes you have to make extreme dramatic shift so that over time the pendulum could swim, swing back towards the middle. So what's a Nazir? A Nazir is a person who has to affect change in his life. And for whatever the reason, he feels that the only way to affect that change is to do something overwhelmingly drastic and dramatic. So he becomes a Nazir. So that's, he becomes a Nazir. What happens? So remember again, a regular Nazirite vow lasts for how long? Again, we'll see this in the Gemara. 30 days. So the person says, you know what? 30 days, kind of like a diet, right? 30 days, I could do this. 30 days, I, 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 can, I can handle this, right? I, I, I can make this occur. Then what happens? Here's the problem. When Nazir becomes Tame, say, what occurs? What occurs? The clock restarts. So suddenly, suddenly the Gibraltar, now I become Tomei, the clock restarts. Now suddenly he has Charata. And I will say, technically speaking, and what happens? And because he has Charata, because he has Charata, he now, he never wanted to be a Nazir. He regrets ever having become a Nazir. And it turns out that when he brings the Asham, 
because we'll say charata is one of the ways in which one could undo a neder. So it turns out that the animal that he's bringing as a carbon is not really a carbon, rather again it's chulin. It's an unconsecrated animal that's being brought to slaughter in the base of Mikdash. Now the Ran says, don't get excited. This isn't literal. This isn't literal. In other words, again, he has charata, it's true. He has charata, it's true. But that charata doesn't have the ability to undo the neder naziros. Shimonat Sadik essentially wouldn't consume this carbon because he felt it was like chulin la'azara. It, of course, is not chulin la'azara. It's not bringing an unconsecrated animal to the base of Mikdash. But it feels like it's such a situation. Shimon Atatik didn't want to eat a asham, didn't want to eat from a carbon, from which he felt the owners may have had remorse about ha- ever having entered into this process. That's why he would not eat the asham of a nazir tame, because this was a guy who perhaps again would, ha- would have had remorse ever having entered into this situation to begin with. And therefore, Shimon Atatik says, you know what? I don't want to eat his carbon. If that's the case, the Gemara says, Yahi, I feel Nazir tire, not me. If that's the case, I don't understand why can't you make that argument about any Nazir? Guy becomes a Nazir. So you both say, remember, there's an incredible Musr in this. The incredible Musr in this is, as I just mentioned before, which is that sometimes in life, as much as in general, we do not like to operate in extremes. We do not like to behave in extremes. It's always good, like the Rambam says, to find that Derecha to find that middle path in life. But it's important to understand that sometimes, sometimes, you do have to affect dramatic change. It does, it happens, it happens. That in life, dramatic change has to be affected. Sometimes you have to swing the pendulum with the goal of coming back somewhere in the middle. So the Gemara says, one second, if Shimon HaSadik is concerned that maybe the Nazir is gonna regret ever having become a Nazir, why does that only apply? And therefore, again, it's like Chulin Ba'azara, like Unconsecrated Be'asamikdash, why does it only apply to an uh, to a nazir who became tame? Why doesn't that concern come up with who? With who? With every nazir. To which the Gemara says something very interesting. To which the Gemara says, No, the truth is, because a person, when a person undertakes a stam nazirus, they know it's 30 days. I could assess myself. Could I handle that? Can't I handle that? The problem only comes up with the Nazir Tame because, again, he has to restart the clock. That's where things become a bit more complicated. But in the Stam Nadir Naziros, a person assesses themselves, knows what they're capable of, which I will say also another incredible Yisod, how in life, a person has to be realistic about where they're holding, right? A person has to be realistic about what they're capable of. And sometimes when setting your spiritual goals for yourself, it only makes sense to do so with an acute sense of self-awareness. Because sometimes in life we set goals for ourselves that either are, are, are too, are lack ambition or are just out of reach. If you lack ambition, that's not good, right? Because then I, again, I'm setting the bar too low. But sometimes again, if a person sets goals that are simply out of reach, that means I'm not self-aware enough. I'm not in touch enough with who I am. So you see like this interesting, so to become an other for 30 days, you can handle that. Become tummy, start again, a lot of times a person says, whoa, I didn't sign up for this. And that's where Shimon HaTzadik had his concern. I will say the other possibility is, top of Yud, Afilu Tim Rabbi Huda. Now I will say, remember again, going back to yesterday's daf, such good Gemara today ahead of us. Going back to yesterday's daf, for just a moment. Sorry, good. Going back to yesterday's daf for just a moment. So remember again, the Gemara wanted to suggest, right? Our Mishnah said, a person makes a neder, for example, Kenidre Rishat, little review. Kenidre Rishaim 
Hareini, and there's a Nazar walking by. What's that lacha? What's that lacha? You're a Nazar. What happens if a person says, Kinidre Kisherim Hareini? What's that lacha? Nothing. Nothing. However, however, what if a person says, Kinidvos Kisherim Hareini? It works. Right? So we're trying to figure out what's this distinction between Nidarim and Nidava. Nidar, Nedar, and Nidava. The Gemara quoted in Machlokas on the bottom of Tesla and the Aleph between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda, right? About, about the nature of a vow in general, right? Rabbi Meir said, Rabbi Meir said, ultimately the best thing is don't make any vows. Rabbi Huda said the best thing is to do is what? Make a vow and what? Fulfill it. Either way, the Gemara is saying neither of them make a distinction between the Dharam and the Dava. So whose opinion is reflected in our Mishnah? So now the Gemara says, First line on Yerom Adal 10a. The truth is, the Gemara could even reflect the view, our Mishnah, excuse me, could even reflect the view of Rabbi Huda. I, Rabbi Huda, made no distinction between Nedr and Nedava. Kem Rabbi Huda bin Nedava. When Rabbi Huda said that it's better to go ahead and make a Nedr and fulfill it, he wasn't talking about Nedr. What was he talking about? Nedava. The Gemara says, but one second. So the Gemara says, I'm Rabbi, I'm Rabbi Huda bin Nedava. So the Gemara says, "Vahaktani tov mizeh umizeh no dermakayim," but that's not what the that's not what the Brisa said. Right? The Brisa said that Rabbi Huda's lashon was tov mizeh umizeh, better than making a neder and not fulfilling it, or better than making a neder, right? Or, or not making a neder is ultimately making a neder and fulfilling it. He says neder. He says neder. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, "Maishna no der dolo." I'm sorry, Tani no Dave. Tani no Dave umakayim. Okay, change it. Change it, easy enough, right? In other words, he doesn't mean to say no there. He means to say no day. He means to say the best thing you could do is making a dava and ultimately fulfill it. So Gemara says, Maishna no der dolo. So let's analyze this. So we'll say, in other words, what? So now you have Rabbi Huda, according to this version, you have Rabbi Huda saying that it is a virtuous and pious thing to make a nidava, to make a nidava, and and fulfill it. But yet, it doesn't apply to neder. In other words, don't make a neder, even if you're going to fulfill it. But to obligate yourself in a nedava, that's beautiful and virtuous. To which the Gemara says, what's the distinction between a neder and a nedava? Maishna no der dolo. Dilma'asi ba'li takala. We'll say this goes back to yesterday's daf as well. What's the concern? The concern is that you may come to a stumbling block with a neder. Now we'll say... What's the assumed stumbling block one will encounter, potentially encounter with a neder? What's the potential stumbling block? Balta'acher. Delay in fulfillment of the neder. Well, the Gemara says, remember, nidava nami dilma asili takala. But one second, nidava, it could also happen, right? It could also happen with nidava that you could come to a stumbling block, right? The same thing could happen, because remember, I both say, as I pointed out to you yesterday, so nidava is a form of neder. So, which means that if a person obligates themselves in a gift offering of a nadava, that's also subject to Baal Ta'acher. To which the Gemara says, Rabbi Huda Latameh, so let's listen to this. Rabbi Huda says, there's a way to avoid. How so? Da'amar Adam may be kifsaso liazara, umakdisha, v'somechala v'shochta. So, Rabbi Huda subscribes to the Hillel model, right? And the Hillel model was, don't consecrate an animal until you get to the base of Mikdash, thereby avoiding any potential issues of Me'ila. So the Hillel model was, bring the unconsecrated animal to the base of Mikdash, consecrate it in the courtyard, dusmicha, dushchita. And I will say, what the Gemara is suggesting is like this, that's called Nidava. That's called Nidava. 
Now, I will say, so it turns out, and this is very interesting, that nedava doesn't mean a type of carbon. Rather, what does nedava mean? Nedava is descriptive of a type of process, of a type of process. The nedava process, so to speak, is one where one avoids additional potential halachic issues. How does one do that? Delay consecration until you get to the base of Mikdash. Incredible. To which the Gemara says, that's fine. Tenach nedava de karbanos. Nedava de nezirus ma'ikalameimar. Shabbos say, now you've defined nedava in a very narrow sacrificial manner. But we're, what about the case of nezirus? Because Shabbos say, remember again, there's also a nedava by, right? There seems to be a nedava by nezirus. What's the case of nedava by nezirus? Shabbos say, this is incredible. Get ready for this. Get, get ready for this. Rabbi Huda Latame, Rabbi Huda explains. Rabbi Huda, get ready. Desanya, Rabbi Huda Omer, this is, inc- this is absolutely incredible. Hasidim harishonim, hayumisavin lahavi karben chatos. It's wild. The early pious ones, the Hasidim harishonim, they yearned to bring a chatos. They yearned to bring a sin offering. What was the problem? But here's the problem. A minor issue. They never sinned. They never sinned. They both said, can you imagine having a problem like this in life? Right? All I want is to bring a chatos, but I have nothing to bring a chatos for. Now, I was like, the truth is to be fair. It doesn't mean they didn't sin. Right? Every single person sins. What it, mean, what it means is what? They never committed an avera which warranted a chatos, which again... The truth is, remember, you bring a chatos if you unintentionally violate something that had you done it intentionally would have been a chi of misa or a chi of karis, death penalty or karis penalty. Okay, so they were vigilant in their behaviors, so they never did anything which would have warranted a chatos. But Abba said they felt efficient. They felt efficient. I want to bring a chatos. I'm not going to bring a chatos. So what would they do? This is incredible. By the Lashon of Shena Kadosh Baruch Hu, maybe Takala Al Yedem is also an interesting Lashon. We're going to come back in just a moment. Why? Because Hashem never brought about any stumbling block through them. They never sinned, right? They, 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 remember again, as we saw before, Chatos is one of those Karbanos. You can't voluntarily choose to bring a Chatos, right? Chatos is, is only brought ultimately again if you're obligated. So what would they do? It's incredible. Mahayu Os, what would they do? Omdin umisnad v'nezirus lamakom. Kadeshi is chayif carbon chatas lamakom. Wow. What did the Rabbi say? So the Hasidim are showing him what they would do is they would become a Nazir. Why? Because when you become a Nazir, part of the sacrificial rite, when you go ahead and you complete your Nadir Nazirus, is a chatas and an ashram. Right? A chatas. Right? A chatas. So that enabled them to go ahead and bring a sin offering. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Lo nodru bel nazir. No, no, no. That's that's not true. Rabbi Shimon says absolutely not. They wouldn't become a nazir. So what would they do? So now let's go through this. If you want to bring an ola, if you want to bring an ola, you could bring an ola as an adava. Shlamim misnadevu maybe. Shlamim. You could also bring as an adava. Toda va'arba'a mine lachma. We'll say toda is a Thanksgiving offering. So we'll say karbonos like a shlamim, right? Shlamim ultimately again is well. Let's work. Let's work backwards. Ola is a carbon fully offered up on the Mizbeach. Shlamim divided into three parts. One part goes to the owner, one part goes to the Kohen, one part is consumed on the Mizbeach. Those carbonos you can bring as voluntary offerings. Fine. Carbon toda, 
Kavan Tov is a thanksgiving offering, which means that if you are in a life-threatening situation and you are saved from that life-threatening situation, you bring a Kavan Tov. I said just to give you the equivalent. So pretty much anything like for today that you would bench Gomel, you would bench Gomel, you would bring a Kavan Tov for that. Now, interestingly enough, a Kavan Tov could also be brought, maybe. You could also, now, carbon Toda was unique. It was brought with four different types of loaves. You could also bring a carbon Toda as an Adava, which, which is interesting. But it's an incredible you sort of that. You know why you could bring a carbon Nidava, a carbon Toda as an Adava? Because you're always allowed to say thank you. You're always allowed to say thank you. There's no such thing as a person being prevented from expressing their thanks, their gratitude towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Aval Beneziris, say, remember again, this is Rabbi Shimon's model, it's Rabbi Shimon's model, Aval Beneziris Lohis Nadvu, but you can't become a, no, no you, can't, you can't, you shouldn't become a Nazir, you shouldn't bring a Karbeneziris as an Adava, why? Chotin, in order not to be called a sinner. Because the Pasuk says, it will be atoned for him, because he has gone ahead and sinned regarding his soul. So I will say, fundamental machlokis, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda about an ability to become a Nazir. Rabbi Huda seems to say, it's a beautiful thing. In fact, the Hasidim Arishonim, the early pious ones, when they weren't able to bring a Chattas because they weren't liable, but they want to bring a Chattas, what would they do? Become a voluntary Nazir. I mean, you always become a voluntary Nazir, right? Become a Nazir. Become that, that enables you to bring a Chattas. Rabbi Shimon says, one second, right? Let's pump the brakes on that. Don't become a Nazir. Don't become a Nazir. You could bring every other sug, every other category of Kabbalahs on your own as a voluntary offering. But do not become a Nazir in order to bring a Chatos. Why? Because a Nazir is called a Chote. A Nazir is called a sinner. We're going to get into this in just a little bit. So I will say, so I want to just point out, just to keep the flow over here, with the Gemara's pointing out, so what does it mean? The Gemara is suggesting now that our Mishnah which speaks about the idea that if you say kinidvos kesherim or kinidavas kesherim, that works. That is a proper form. That is a proper yad. That is a proper yad. So what does it mean? So according to Rabbi Huda, and at least in Karbanos, what it would mean is not a type of carbon, but how you bring your carbon. The Hillel method of delaying consecration of the carbon to get to the base of Mikdash. And what would it mean by Nazirus? So we'll say, what's an example of a nidava by Nazirus? A nidava by Nazirus would be like this. A person who becomes a Nazir, a person who becomes a Nazir, why? Because he wants the ability to offer up a carbon chatas, because Baruch Hashem, incredibly, he has no other opportunity to bring this particular carbon. He's done no infraction which would warrant the carbon. Incredible. I will say just one word about this. It struck me that this lashon of Chasidim Harishon is Avin. So I will say the Chasidim Harishon, they yearned. They yearned to bring a carbon, a chatas. I will say, yeah, I understand you want to say, you know what, everybody has a bucket list, right? So some people, their bucket list is Taryag Mitzvos. That's my bucket list. I want to do all 613. So again, no person could do all 613, but Lamais, again, that's the bucket list. So I understand what should of Misavin. They desired to bring a chatos. What does that mean? Perhaps what the Gemara is pointing out over here is, is sensitizing us to the power of tshuva. See, I both say, what did they want in a carbon chattas? What did they want? They wanted to feel, they wanted to harness the incredible power of cathartic change, of atonement, of tshuva. See, I both say, there is no greater energy in this world than the power of tshuva. And the Gemara says, Makom shebali tshuva omdim, ein sadikim gimurim omdim. The place, 
that a Baal Tshuva stands in, the holiness that a Baal Tshuva is able to acquire, the greatness, the new start that a Baal Tshuva has, even the greatest of tzaddikim can't have that. Rebbe said, the Hasidim Harishonim, they wanted that. They wanted that. Rebbe said, do you know how lucky we are that we're sinners? I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but we're so lucky. I feel so fortunate that I commit Averos. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. You know why I'm so excited? Because I can do tshuva. Because I can do tshuva. And now that I know that I can do tshuva, Bosai, that means I can get a new start. That means I can receive atonement. That means that I can harness the power that Sadiqim Gimurim cannot. I can do something that the Gadol Hadar cannot do. I can do something that great Sadiqim can't do. I have a koach that the Hasidim Harishonim, they yearned for it. They pined for it. Baruch Hashem, I'm a sinner. I get to go ahead and do tshuva each and every day. And we'll say, that's the koach we have. Something the Hasidim Mishonim yearned that they had to become a nazir. They had to become a nazir in order to do it. Me, all I have to do is get my act together. All I have to do is say I'm sorry. All I have to do is go through the steps of the Ramam Silchos tshuva and I could harness the greatest power which exists in this entire universe. Incredible. Am Rabbi Shimon Tzadik, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar Kavar, Kulon Shita Achos Hain. So Rabbi Abaye says that Rabbi Omer, the keeper alav may asher chata ala nefesh. They will atone for him from the fact that he sinned regarding the nefesh, regarding the soul. Rabbi Abaye says, so all right, let's see. The chiba ezo chait, the chiba ezo nefesh chata zeh. Now Rabbi Abaye the pasuk is by nazir. Now we're actually going to see. The Pasuk is actually stated by the Nazir who becomes Tame. So we'll have to circle back about that. But Lamais, the Gemara says, why are you calling the Nazir a chote? Why are you calling him a sinner? The Gemara says, listen to this. Ella, shetzir atzmo min hayayin. Why is he a sinner? Because he literally, again, afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. There's a lot of wisdom in Chazal. A lot of wisdom in Chazal, right? He afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. So the Gemara says, well, what's, what's going on over here? Follow Dvarim Kavachomer. This is Kavachomer. If this guy who abstains from wine is called a sinner, so what's Talacha? One who goes ahead and unnecessarily afflicts himself by abstaining from other things is certainly called a, a sinner. I both say, this is one of the most beautiful Gemaras, because what is the Gemara conveying to us? HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not want us to be an ascetic nation. The Rebbe Shal Olam created a beautiful world for us to enjoy it. That's why he created things, right? Why is the world so beautiful? Why are there so many beautiful material pleasures and enjoyment? Why? Why? It's for everyone else, right? Jews should be miserable and the rest of humanity should be happy. As HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, he created everything in the world is created for Kalan Yisrael. So he created the world for us to enjoy. Of course, to enjoy responsibly. For us to enjoy in moderation, for us to enjoy bikdusha ubitara. So listen to this. Rabbi Lazar Kafar comes along and says, Nazir, why are you abstaining from wine? Why, why are you abstaining from wine? Why? Say, by the way, I'll point out something very interesting. A Nazir also abstains from something else, which is going to a Levaya. Going to a Levaya, going to a cemetery, going by participating in a funeral is a chesed shal emes. That's, that's not what the Nazir is held accountable for. Isn't it incredible? The Nazir is called the sinner. Because he unnecessarily abstains from the physical material. Sibos, Hashem Baruch says like this: I made enough stuff usher 
you don't have to add on to the list. And this is incredibly important also because sometimes the trend is like chumras, right? Is stringencies, is, is, what's that word for chumras? Stringencies? Yeah, stringencies, right? Stringencies. Now both say chumras have their place. Chumras absolutely have their place. There is a need for stringencies in order to go ahead and create a protective barrier on halacha, but not stringencies upon stringencies and not unnecessary things that make Judaism onerous and difficult and overwhelming. Hashem wants, the Torah is pleasant. Halacha is pleasant. To be a Jew is pleasant. And if it's unpleasant, chances are I'm doing something wrong. So Hashem says to the Nazir, why are you prohibiting something that is permitted? I'm God, I'll make the laws, I'll tell you what's permitted, I'll tell you what's prohibited. I'll give Chazal the power to make prohibited permitted, but that's it. We don't need every single person going ahead and adding on additional layers of prohibition. So he's held accountable. He's called the chote. He's called the chote. So the Gemara says, if you're called a sinner for abstaining from wine, then all the more so a person who abstains, unnecessarily abstains from other things in life is certainly called a sinner as well. So the Gemara says, Mikan, this is incredible, Mikan, from here we learn, Kalayoshev betainis nikra chote. Whoever goes ahead and, whoever goes ahead and literally fasts, Fast unnecessarily. Yoshei Betainis. Fast unnecessarily is called a sin. It's called a sin. A sinner, sorry. The Gemara says, I, because again, the one who's constantly fasting is also abstaining unnecessarily, unnecessarily from a Kodesh Baruch Hu's beautiful world which he wants us to enjoy. Vad, so Gemara says, one second. So all of this is based on the fact that the Pasa calls the Nazir a sinner. But as I just mentioned before, Vahadein Kra, but Nazir Tamiksiv. But one second, the Torah doesn't call Stama Nazir a sinner. It's talking, who's the sinner? Who's the sinner? The Nazir who becomes Tameh. That, that's the, that's, so again, and I will say, you could say, why is he called the sinner? Because the Torah is putting a little bit of blame at his, at his feet, saying, listen, you should have been a little bit more careful. You should have been a little bit more vigilant. But maybe it's not calling Stam a Nazir Achote. Mishum Deshana Bechetu. No, 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 that guy is a double sinner. Why is he a double sinner? Number one, you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have become a Nazir to begin with, right? In other words, why'd you do this? Why are you abstaining from stuff that's permitted? That's number one. And number two, after your Nazir in his ears, at least be careful. At least be vigilant. So you weren't even careful or vigilant. He's called a double sinner. So I will say, a fundamental machlokes, fundamentally Yisodistic machlokes, about the nature of Nazirus, right? Is becoming a Nazir an act of personal, or I will call it of extreme piety, in order to write one's personalistic way, or is an act of Naziros considered to be an inappropriate act of religious zealotry? And this is a fundamental machlokas, a fundamental dispute, which I must say we're going to see follows us into, follows us into Naziros as well. We're in Mesechus Nazir as well. We're going to see this. And all of it, what's the machlokas based on? What's the machlokas based on? There's one thing that is clear, which is Nazir represents a level of extreme behavior. So the shaila is, is there ever room for extreme behavior for a Jew to write himself or not? That's the fundamental machlokas. And I'll, say, I'll just tell you on this, on this phrase, it's actually very striking. Hayoshev betainis nikra chote. So again, we translate it as one who literally sits in fasting, which means one who's constantly fasting, right, is called a sinner. Because again, based on the theme of the Gemara, you're, you're unnecessarily depriving yourself of physical things which Chodesh Baruch Hu said are permitted. So I saw brought down in the Sefarim a beautiful idea. Namely, I will say, if you look at the Shoresh, if you look at the root of the word Tainus, of the word Tainus, the Shoresh is Ayin Nun He. Ayin Nun He, Anah, means affliction. Affliction. So I said, listen to this idea. 
What does it mean, Hayoshev Betainis? See, Rabbi say, everyone in life has moments of inui, of ana. Everyone has difficult moments. We all, right? Everyone has challenges. The only shayla is how acute or how difficult the challenges may be. But each and every one of us have these challenges. The whole key to successful living is you can't lose yourself in your challenges. You have to find a way to kind of pull it together, you know, lick my wounds, get it together and move forward. Now the challenges may still be there and the challenges may be acute, they may be overwhelming, but I cannot let them paralyze me. I cannot let them sideline me in life. That's what the Gemara is saying. Hayoshev betainis. The Bible said, what does it mean to be Yoshev? What does it mean to sit? To sit means you're immobile. To sit means I'm remaining in place. To sit means I'm no longer a holich. I'm no longer moving. I'm remaining in place. Hayoshev betainis. I both say, what's a Yoshev Betainis? It's someone who just sits in his troubles, sits in his afflictions, becomes paralyzed because of the enormity of his sorrow. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I can't grow. I can't move. I'm Yoshev Betainis. What happens, I both say, if you allow your circumstances to immobilize and paralyze you? Nikrachote. That's called a sinner. That's called a sinner. Sometimes the greatest sin we commit is not one of the Averis. Sometimes the greatest sin we commit is an inability to move forward with our challenges. Sometimes you can't move past your challenges, but you at least have to figure out a way to move with your challenges. Hayoshev betainis. If you wallow in your difficulties, you wallow in your misery, you just simply become immobilized or paralyzed because of your challenges, that's called a chote. That's called a sinner. A yid, a Jew, has to figure out how to take all of my challenges, how to take all of my difficulties, all of my adversity, stop sitting, and figure out a way to start moving. Incredible. Bosei Mishnah. I told you, good Gemara. Good Gemara today. Homer lechavero. Homer konam konach kones. So I'll say, great. Now I'll say, pretty much, we finished the sugya of Yados. I mean, not really. We're still going to come back to Yados. We're only 10 blocks into Meseches Nedarim. Hey, but, 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 we've, but we've at least gotten a little bit of a panoramic view of the concept of a Yad. Right? Good. Now, Abbas, we're moving on to Kinui. Kinui, Abbas, means what? Right? Similar terms, which means, so there are certain explicit ways to go ahead and make a Nedar. And then there's what we'll call similar terms or similar verbiage in order to go ahead and effect a Nedar. So we're going to give you some examples of this. So Omer, for example, Konam, Konach, Kones, Hare'elu Kinui in the carbon. We'll say all of these Lashonos are a Kinui for carbon. So if you use any of these Lashonos, so look at, look at, look at, um, look at Rashi for just a moment. Omar Konam, Omar Konam Kikar Ze'alai. Just to give you an example of the usage, right? How, how is it used in a sentence, right? So if you were to go ahead and say, Konam Kikar Zu'alai, right? This, this, this loaf, should be konam, or for that matter, again, it's konam, konach, kones. If you say, this loaf should be konach, konam, koses on me, so ultimately, what does that do? That makes it usher to you like a carbon, right? That, that ultimately consecrates it like a carbon. Okay, so these are kinuyim for a carbon. Cherek, cheref, charaf. Sorry, cherek, charach, cheref. Hare'elu kinuyim lecherem. These are all kinui, right? These are all, these are all similar terms. For ultimately cheirem, I will say we're going to talk about in the world of cheirem. There's also different types of cheirem. There could be cheirem that you're giving something to the base amikdash. There could be cheirem that you're giving something to the kohanim. But these are all kinuyim. These are all similar terms that ultimately go ahead and make something into a cheirem. Furthermore, nozik naziach paziach harelu kinuyim lenezirus. 
if you use any of these Lashonos, right? So I will say again, these are all similar terms, similar or equivalent terms, ultimately to become a Nazir. Because if you used any of these terms, that's undertaking a Nedir Naziros. Okay? Shavusa Shekuka, no derba mohi, hare elu kinui in the Shavua. Interesting one. So if you use Lashon of Shavusa, Shavuka, or I'm, I take a neder by Mohi. Who Mohi is, we'll have to see. These are all, we'll say, these are all kinuyim. These are all kinuyim for a shvua, right? In order to go ahead and take an oath. Okay, so we'll say, so now we've introduced, been introduced, Baruch Hashem, to the world of, to the world of kinuyim. But we'll say, by the way, if you just take a quick, quick look at the Ran, take a quick look at the Ran, we see what the Ran says, neder by Mohi, it's about the... Uh, 15 lines are from the bottom. Neder b'mohi are elu kinuy l'shvua. So the Ran, the Ran gives us a little bit of coming attractions. B'mohi kinuy l'moshe. So we're going to see mohi is actually a kinuy, is actually a similar term to Moshe, to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Gemara says, l'moshe b'shvuas moshe k'dichsiv v'yoel moshe. We'll see again, it makes reference ultimately again to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu adjured the nation. He adjured the nation, right? He put them under oath. So therefore again, neder b'mohi is a kinui for taking a show by essentially by the oath of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, good. We'll see in the Gemara. Itmar. So we'll say, let's analyze. We've actually seen this before. Itmar kinuyin. Rabbi Yochanan Omer Omer Omar Lashon Umosein. Rabbi Shimon Lakish Omer Lashon Shabadul Chachem Lios Noderbo. We'll see. Here we go. Fascinating machlokes. We have actually seen this before. We saw this already in the first Gemara. What is a kinui? What is a kinui? Rabbi Yochanan says kinui are just simply foreign terms. They're foreign terms. So they're terms used by other nations, also again, to that, that, are, that are related to vowing, that are related to vowing, and therefore again, we accept them as valid formulations for accepting a nether upon oneself. Rosh Hashanah says, no, no, no. Lashon Shabadulam Chacham Lios Noder. They're actually not foreign terms. Instead, what are they? They're rabbinically constructed terms. These are different terms, right, that are similar in some way to the actual term of a nether, and Chazal said, if you use these variations, it works. Fundamental machlokes. V'cheinu omer v'chodesh asher bada melibo. So this is interesting. Rish Lakish quotes the Pasuk over here from Melachim. And the Lashon of bada means something that you invent. That you invent. Okay. So the Gemara says, V'tayma maitakin rabbana kinuyin. So I'll say, so according to the approach, according to the approach of Rish Lakish. So I'll say, according to Yochanan, I understand. A kinuy means essentially is a foreign language, a foreign language, and Chazal allowed me to use an equivalent term in a foreign language in order to affect the neder. But according to Yishlakish, Chazal are inventing words. Why are Chazal inventing words? Why, why, why is that? Why is that necessary? So it's incredible. The lolema carbon, because Chazal did not want me to say the word carbon. In other words, so instead of saying, I will say, so instead of saying carbon, Chazal invented a word called konam. Konam. And once they invented the word konam, other forms of konam, konam, konach, konais also work. Like it says, I understand. What's wrong with saying carbon? Dilma carbon. What's wrong with saying the word carbon? No, no, you're right. So the Gemara says, Dilma Omer carbon la Hashem. The concern is not that you're going to say carbon. The concern is that what? You're going to say a carbon to Hashem. Says the Gemara. Okay, still don't see the problem. Dilma carbon la Hashem. Why can't you just say carbon la Hashem? Dilma Omer la Hashem, Velo Omer carbon. The Kamapik Shim Shemayim Levatala. Oh. Well, say, listen to this. So Yimar says, because we don't want you to say carbon. Why can't you say carbon? We don't know. We don't want you to say carbon Hashem. Why can't you say carbon Hashem? Now, what are we worried about? That you're going to say La Hashem carbon. So what's wrong with La Hashem carbon? We're worried that you're going to say La Hashem and you're not going to finish the sentence. 
And if you say the name of Hashem and you don't finish the sentence, what have you effectively done? You've gone ahead and used the name of Hashem in vain. The Tanya we learn Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Sayyid, Amad Beis, Yon Amad Beis, Minayin Shlo Yomar Adam Lahashem Ola, Lahashem Mincha, Lahashem Toda, Lahashem Shlamim. Rabbi say, how do you know that Allah Chalamaisa, when consecrating a carbon, you should not say, for Hashem and Ola, for Hashem and Mincha, for Hashem Atodov, for Hashem Ashlamim. It will say instead, what should you say? What should you say? You should reverse the order. How do you know that? Talmud Lomar, Karban Lahashem. That will say the way the Torah phrases the concept of bringing a Karban is bringing a Karban Lahashem. That will say why a Karban Lahashem? Ultimately, again, because we don't want you using the name of God as the first part of the carbonic articulation. What are we concerned about? Or carbonic designation. What are we concerned about? You're going to say the name of Hashem and then what? Get out, look a squirrel, right? You're going to get distracted, right? Or you're going to forget. Or you're going to change your mind, right? Or something's going to happen. And what's the problem? Although you started with all the right intentions, at the end of the day, I didn't finish the sentence. And so it turns out, it turns out, that I've, I've used the name of Hashem Levatala. So Chazal were concerned about this. Chazal were so concerned about this, that what? That they even came up with a new vocabulary. Konam, konach, kones. Just say that. Just say that. Terebo said, by the way, you don't have to say, you don't have to use the name of Hashem at all. And these are, this is the approved rabbinic list of carbonic equivalent terms. Say that. You've made a nadar. You don't even have to use the name of Hashem. Beautiful. To which the Gemara says, "B'kav Chomer." And I say, "This is incredible." say, "Let's analyze this. This wouldn't even be a use of the name of Hashem Levatala." Right? say, "Let's play this out for just a moment. Let's say you said your your intention was to say La Hashem Carbon, right? You say La Hashem. Then again, look a squirrel. You forgot about everything you were doing. Then what happens?" Rebbe say, "That's not even called Shem Hashem Levatala. Why not? Why not?" Because when you articulated the name of Hashem, you had explicit intent for why you're doing it, carbonic designation. So that's not really even called Levatala. Yet you see, they both say, Chazal are going to great lengths to ensure that that doesn't even happen. So if that's the case, they both say, so the Gemara says, Amr Torah, carbon Hashem, Levatala al Achas Kama Vakama. They both say, now we begin to see how, how, how egregious it is to use the name of Hashem in, in, in a Levatala. In an unnecessary way. So if Chazal were so concerned about carbon la Hashem as opposed to la Hashem carbon, where Rabbi say even if a mistake is made, it wouldn't be an egregious mistake. It wouldn't be a kavanadika mistake. It would just be a mistake that started with good intentions. Alachas kamavakama when a person uses the name of Hashem, ultimately levatala chasasholm in a vain or in vain, in vain chasasholm how terrible that is. Incredible. So we'll say by the way, I think I, I think I mentioned. I don't remember what the context was. The Ramam actually paskins that when one makes a bracha levatala, when one makes an unnecessary bracha, ultimately, again, that is violation of the second of the Ten Commandments, of losisa shema shema not taking Hashem's name in vain. The Bible says it's very serious because a lot of times, even throughout the day, not intentionally, I make a bracha levatala. Right? The Bible says, you know, some, sometimes one of the hardest things we, we encounter for many of us is making brachos with kavana. Right? So what happens? It happens all the time. I'm drinking my cup of coffee. I made a bracha. And then what happens? I made it with absolutely zero kavana. So because I made it with zero kavana, often six minutes later, I don't even remember that I made the bracha. So what do I end up doing? I end up making another bracha. 
That's a bracha l'batala. That's a bracha l'batala. That is an unnecessary bracha. And according to the Rambam, I've just taken Hashem's name in vain. I've just violated the second of the Ten Commandments. And the Gemara says, that's serious stuff. I don't even mean from a punitive perspective, but it's just serious to take Hashem's name in vain. So again, a good musa for us also about being a bit more attentive when we make brachos. Good. Fine. Let's go back to Kitanoi. So I will say, let's analyze this. Maybe this whole thing is a machlokis tanoim. I will say, now what's a machlokis tanoim? So I will say, remember again, now we have a fundamental machlokis about the concept of a kinui. Right? So machlokis, machlokis, Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Ben Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says, kinuyim are lashon umos, foreign language equivalents. Rish Lakish says, no, kinuyim, kinuyim are rabbinically invented formulations. Sigmar says, say this, Machlokas. Here we go. Veshame Omen is so fascinating. Veshame Omen, kinuye kinuyin, asurin. They both say, listen to this. What happens if you have a kinui of a kinui? Hey, both say, let's say you take a kinui, and now you have, uh, right, a similar term for a kinui. So you have a kinui of a kinui. Does that work to affect an adar? Veshame says, yes. They both say, asurin means, that a kinui of a kinui has the ability to affect a nether. Basil Omrim, kinui, kinui, mitar. Basil says, no, 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 doesn't work. Doesn't work, right? Do- doesn't work. Look, look at Rashi, which is, by the way, on the left hand side. Kinui, kinui, asurin. Shem nadar be kinui, kinuyin. The kasavar kinui. So, God, Father, let's go outside. So, Basil says, no, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. So, my love, so let's analyze this. What's the, what's at the core of the machlokas? My love, man do amr kinui, 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 asurin. The opinion that holds that the kinui of a kinui works to affect an adar, i.e. Beishamai, they must hold kinuye lashon umosein. That kinui are real words. Kinui are real words. And just like, just like a kinui is a real word, a real word, so so to what? Kinui kinuyim is also a real word. They're foreign language words, and therefore again it'll work. And what happens? Kasavar kinuyim lashon umosein. But according to the opinion, i.e. Beishilal, who says, that kinuyin, kinuye, kinuyin does not work or do not work. Kasavar, lashon shebadu lahen chachamim. They must hold or say that a kinuyin in general is a rabbinically invented formulation. And therefore what? And therefore what? It was only the specifically invented formulations that work. But a formulation of the formulation is not going to work because Chazal never sanctioned that. Shabbos say must be the machlokes, Beisham Beisilel, is the same machlokes, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Beautiful. To which the universe is low. No. In fact, everyone agrees with Rabbi Yochanan. Everyone agrees with Rabbi Yochanan that a kinui is lashon umos is actually a foreign language equivalent. The Gemara says, "So I what? So what does Beis Shammai hold?" So will say, will say that why are kinuye kinuyim good? Why does it work? Why does it work? Because the umos haolam use these words as well. They, right? They use these, just like the Umos Ha'olam use Kinuyim, they also use these Kinuyim, that's how it'll work. Beisilo says, no, that's not true. In other words, Kinuyim are foreign language equivalents that are used by the nations of the world. But the nations of the world do not use, these Kinuyim, Kinuyim, will say, are just a variation, some invented variation, but no one uses these words. So we'll say, so in fact, what's quite, what's quite fascinating over here is according to this approach, Everyone agrees with Rabbi Yochanan. Namely, a kinui is Lashon Umos, is a foreign language equivalent. And ultimately, again, the machlokis over here is, are there 
kinuye kinuyim, right? Are there foreign language equivalents that are kinuye kinuyim? It's machlokis and metzias. Beis Shammai says yes. Beis Hillel says no. Bibais, another possibility is Beis Shammai savri gazrinon kinuye kinuyin mishum kinuyin. I was say it could very well be that there's another machlokis. There's some machlokis. Still going with the idea. Still going with the idea that kinuyim are loshon umos, are foreign language equivalents. And let's assume right now for a moment that everyone maybe even agrees that kinuye kinuyim are not used by the nations of the world. I so why would Beishamai say that they work? Beishamai savri gazri kinuye kinuyin mishum kinuyin. Ultimately, again, we're going to allow kinuye kinuyin to work in order to go ahead and safeguard the use of kinuyim. That we're that we're afraid if we don't allow kinuye kinuyim to work, then people will assume a kinuy doesn't work as well. Ubeisilol savri lo gazrinon kinuye kinuyim mishum kinuyim. Beisilol doesn't agree to that. Beisilol says no, kinuyim work. Kinoi, kinoiim, ultimately, again, do not work. So, say, so now we're introduced to our first fundamental machlokis by kinoiim. What is a kinoi? Machlokis Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan telling me a kinoi is Lashon Umos, is a foreign language equivalent. Ultimately, again, Rish Lakish telling me that halacha lemaisa, it is not, rather, again, it is a rabbinically invented equivalent. Rabbi say the Rambam Paskins like Rabbi Yochanan, namely that, again, a kinoi is Lashon Umos. Kinu is Lashon Umos. That Allah Chalamayis, again, it's a foreign language equivalent. And I will say, ultimately, because of that, we also pass in like Beisilel. Therefore, it's only a Kinui that works, but Kinui Kinuyim ultimately will not work. Let's go a little bit weiter. Says the Gemara, Hei Kinui Kinuyim Dinadarim. So just we're going through the list. So we'll say, what, give, me, give me some examples of a Kinui of a Kinui. Kinui Kinuyim, right? So listen to this. Bainadarim, what are some examples? Tanya Rav Yosef. I suppose these were just equivalent, right? These were kinuyim on the kinuyim, right? Kinuyim on the kinuyim. What's the example of kinei kinuyim by cherem? So here we go. Tani mefasha, tani mefasha. So I'm saying mefasha is someone's name. That's not a kinuyim, kinuyim, right? That's a guy, right? So mefasha, mefasha says charokim, charokim, charokim. Okay. Kinui kinuim dinazirus. What's the example of kinui kinuim dinazirus? Tanerviel says, Mechazakno, Menazakno, Mafichno. So you've got fine. Ibailoho, Mifachazno mai, Mishazno mai, Mishazno mai. What about these other terms? What do they do? So I'm really Ravina Ravashi. Kinma mai. So I'm say, what about kinma? So then they're just, we'll say, now, now that we've opened the door to kinuye kinuyim, we're bringing in these, these unconventional terms. What do they do? Say, kin, kinamna, or say, sorry, kinma, my. The boss is interesting. Focusing on this last one, my. Konim kamar. The boss is kinma, a kinui de kinuyim. Is this like a kinui on konam? Just like konam effect gives something carbonic status. Does kinma also go ahead and give something carbonic status? Odilma, kinman bosem kamar. I say, maybe kinma is a lotion of fragrant cinnamon. Fragrant cinnamon. Okay, so like pretty big disparity over here. Uh, am, I some, am I calling something a carbon or ultimately am I calling it fragrant cinnamon? Soon as we say a person uses the lotion of kina. What is kina? Is kina a kinui kinuyim for konam? Or my kina, kina shall turn to golem? We'll say kina can mean like a chicken coop, right? Doesn't refer to a chicken coop. Odilma lotion to konam. De konam. Or is it a lotion of konam to which the Gemara says, Tiboy. Tiboy, I will say, remember again, is what? 
is the right the nazar equivalent ultimately of tegu. So I will say so. Remember, for our purposes, for our purposes, these questions are a little bit academic, for the, for the reason that we paskin like Beiselo that kinui kinuyim doesn't work. Kinui kinuyim doesn't work. So lemaisa, therefore, again, how only kinui, only the only the articulated ideas that that are found in the umos haolam, but the kinui kinuyim ultimately will not work. Okay, incredible. So the Gemara says the following. Kinui kinuin the shvua heridami. They both say, what's the kizinon? They both say, we'll stop over here for today. Sorry, we didn't finish up to the Mishnah. It's okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a little bit of a, of a much shorter daf. They both say, shkoyach, what, what a way, what a way to end the week. What beautiful, incredible Gimara. They both say, shkoyach, for another great week. Merez Hashem to be continued on Shabbos. Shkoyach, everyone. All right, Trevron Zoom. Uh, good to see you, everyone. Herb Jerry, looking forward to seeing you, Merez Hashem, next week. Richard, looking to see you next week. Merez Hashem, or the Singapore next week. Shavua Habon, the drum will be in Yerushalayim. Merit Hashem. All right, good Shabbos, everyone. Shkoyach.